0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee on day 59 of the 60-day session where the bill banning transgender athletes is alive again, but hey, at least they removed that part about inspecting genitals, right? Not inspecting
1: children's genitals is not a compromise. The idea that we were doing it in the first
0: place is absolutely insane, and people should be ashamed of themselves. The House passes a bill banning vaccine passports, saying private businesses cannot ask
2: their customers to prove they've been vaccinated against COVID-19. This is irresponsible political theater that will discourage Floridians from getting vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Let's return to normal.
3: But recognize that it is fair for certain segments of our community to be
0: hesitant about getting the vaccine. The House has also approved a bill making it harder to vote by mail, plus a bill that punishes local governments that try to do something about gun violence.
4: 2020 saw more gun deaths in the U.S. than any year in the last two decades. And all you gun lovers have is thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. This is senseless.
0: The House has also passed a bill making it illegal for social media platforms to ban candidates who spread lies and misinformation. This is about
1: protecting our constituents and our citizens and ensuring that they are not censored or canceled and they can exercise their free speech rights. There's already a solution to de-platforming candidates on social media. Stop trafficking
0: in conspiracy theories. Yeah, it was that kind of day in the Florida legislature. We'll also have your calendar of political events and the story of a Florida man accused of carjacking his own vehicle. But first, a word from the sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. In Florida, if you fall behind on court debt payments, the
5: state takes away your driver's license. But if you can't drive, you can't work. So how can you make enough
0: money to pay the debt? This policy makes no sense. Let's end debt-based license suspensions and help Florida get back to work. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Thursday, April 29th. This is International Dance Day, National Shrimp Scampi Day, and National Zipper Day. On this date in 1852, the first edition of Peter Roget's Thesaurus was published. It was huge, enormous, gigantic, massive, colossal, mammoth, you might even say immense. On this date in 1864, the Theta Chi fraternity was founded at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in Troy, New York. I spent a year at RPI. We called it the Toot. And the most important thing they taught me was to do something other than engineering. And on this date in 1945, the U.S. Army liberated the Dachau concentration camp on the outskirts of Munich. Florida's Department of Health reported 5,178 new cases of COVID Wednesday and 76 additional fatalities. Our death toll has reached 35,722. The total number of COVID cases in Florida, more than 2,222,000. Almost 6 million Floridians are now fully vaccinated. 2.7 million people have had their first shots. Vaccinations were a big part of the debate Wednesday as the House approved the bill to rewrite the rules for the next public health emergency. Senate Bill 2006 limits the authority of the governor and local officials to issue emergency orders that close businesses and restrict the right of private businesses to require that their customers prove they were vaccinated. Backers of the bill say they want to prevent government overreach, but Representative Omari Hardy of Palm Beach County is concerned about the opposite.
6: Throughout this pandemic, I've been concerned about government underreach because we have seen officials at the local level, but in particular, the governor of this state fail to do what we know should have been done to prevent people from getting sick and dying. I have not ever seen an elected official invested with emergency powers, use those emergency powers to make the emergency worse. That's what we have seen with this governor. And so rather than coming up with a bill that hamstrings local governments, we should have come up with a bill to hold people accountable who didn't use the power that they should have used to keep people from dying. Let's talk about vaccine passports. Nothing will keep Florida more closed than it should be like preventing businesses, schools, and other governmental entities from verifying whether someone has had a vaccine. This is the keep Florida closed bill. I don't know many people who are going to get on a cruise if they don't have the security of knowing that the other people on that cruise with them in that close environment with them have also been vaccinated. If you care about keeping Florida open and making sure that we're not losing jobs due to the pandemic, why would you prevent people From enacting policies that give their customers the assurance, the confidence that they can walk into a business
0: and that they'll be safe. That's what this bill does. Supporters of the bill say it's about freedom, but Representative Michael Greco of Miami Beach says this
2: will discourage people from getting vaccinated. This is an anti-freedom bill. I don't know how you can vote up on this bill and talk about freedom and talk about free markets and talk about the business community and how pro-business this state is and you're gonna vote up on this bill that tells businesses what they can and cannot do. It screams hypocrisy and all in the name of politics. This is irresponsible political theater, another solution looking for a problem that will discourage Floridians from getting vaccinated in a very dangerous time in our country, in a time when only 29% of Americans have been vaccinated in a time when vaccine hesitancy is hitting a tipping point in the country and in florida i believe that this bill panders to a certain constituency that likes to vote a certain way and uh i don't know maybe tomorrow we'll have a memorial about QAnon. i don't know this is encouraging people like the whack jobs in miami who are running a school that is telling their teachers they cannot get vaccinated i just got a text indirectly from a parent at that school their child has informed them that their teachers are telling them not to hug their parents for more than five seconds if their parents have been vaccinated this is the world that we live in this is this is the florida that we live in and i'm sure that these people are not alone but we have a bill that is encouraging them. And the irony, this bill will protect the unvaccinated, but it will allow you to discriminate against people who have been vaccinated. And it's time to start thinking about policy and start thinking about science and less about politics. But Representative Cord Byrd of Neptune Beach says
0: anti-vaxxers deserve the same sort of protection provided to other minorities. We must
3: recognize that vaccine hesitancy is real and understandable. Don't get me wrong. For all of you in this room, for all of you who are listening out there, get vaccinated. Please, get vaccinated. Let's return to normal. But recognize that it is fair for certain segments of our community to be hesitant about getting the vaccine. And that it is absolutely true that the largest segment of our community That is vaccination hesitant is our minority population. It was not anti-freedom nor wrong when the state stepped in and said employers could not discriminate on the basis of race. It was not anti-freedom nor wrong when the state told landlords they could not discriminate against people with disabilities. And it is right today for the state to tell businesses that they may not may not enact policies that unfairly and disparately discriminate against our minority populations. Equally, this past year has reminded us of the awesome power with which we have vested government. None of us could have imagined that governments across this country would shutter businesses and force people in their homes to isolate. Yet, we recognize there is a delicate balance between protecting people and protecting people's civil liberties. This bill strikes it. A vote for this bill today is a vote to ensure the state is planning and preparing for the next public health emergency. This bill protects the rights of a material portion of our our minority population who remains vaccine hesitant. It limits those government actors who would unnecessarily restrict your individual rights and personal freedoms. This bill provides transparency
0: and accountability of the government to the people of the state of Florida. The bill passed the House 76 to 40 along party lines. As expected, the House has approved a controversial election bill championed by Republicans that makes a number of changes, including new rules for voting by mail. But Representative Blaise and Goglia of Spring Hill insists they are not trying to make it harder to vote, and he claims Floridians are clamoring for reform. When people say that nobody
7: is asking for this bill, I disagree with you. Your voters, your constituents are saying that we want this bill. The question is, are we listening to them? And we are. And that's why we have this bill. No matter how much you hear out of the back row, no matter how much you hear from the opposition, Florida has much, much much more access to voting and the polls in almost every other state. It is easier to vote in Florida than it is in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and California and Pennsylvania, Delaware and Illinois. So if the opposition says that we are creating barriers to voting, those barriers already exist in other states. But we never hear a peep from the opposition about those laws, it's only when Republicans in the great state of Florida
0: make sure that we wanna keep our elections secure. Representative Michael Greco of Miami Beach says the bill will indeed make it harder to vote, or at least he tried to make that point between interruptions by the speaker.
2: Nothing in this bill will increase voter turnout. It does exactly the opposite. If you wanna win fair elections, my advice is that you pass legislation that the majority of Floridians actually want instead of disenfranchising thousands of voters and focusing on the 2021 gerrymandering that's to come. You all up front, you wrap yourselves in the American flag all session and you you talk about patriotism and civics.
4: Representative Grieco, please debate the bill and not comments about other members. Thank you, you're recognized.
2: Thank you, Madam Speaker. I'm talking about all members. I'm not talking about anybody specifically, but I'm gonna tell you this bill is unpatriotic. This bill is anti-American, it's anti-democratic. And after that piece of crap law that got passed at our neighbors to the north.
4: Representative Grieco, I'm gonna ask you to please maintain appropriate decorum for the House. You may continue.
2: Thank you, Madam Speaker, I'm doing exactly that. I'm sorry, Representative
4: Grieco, I'm gonna interrupt you again. Part of decorum is the language that we use on the floor of the House. So I'd ask you to please maintain what you know is appropriate decorum for the place that you're speaking. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Madam Speaker, that I'm just keeping track of how many times I've not been unable to finish my thought, but I'm going to finish it right now by saying this. That bill that was passed in the state just north of us sent us a message and the response to that bill should have let us know that we should not be doing this. Please do not, Georgia, my Florida. But the most entertaining argument came from Tampa Representative
0: Fentrice Driscoll, who said the voter fraud bill is based on fiction.
8: I want to speak to you about a grave threat to the people of Florida. The chupacabra, which apparently people are terrified of when they see it, but we have no evidence that it exists. Now, if I were to come in here in this chamber and introduce a bill to dedicate resources or maybe even require local governments to expend resources to hunt down the chupacabra you would look at me like I was crazy and laugh me out of this chamber. I bring this up because when I asked Chair Ngoglia to provide us with an example of ballot harvesting, because I was asking about section 20 of the bill, I was told because ballot harvesting. I said, okay, well, what examples you got? I was told, well, like 2012, 2015. I said, well, what examples you got of 2020? Well, I don't have any, but doesn't mean it didn't exist guess it doesn't mean the chupacabra doesn't exist.
0: Well, at least she didn't talk about the otter cat. The election bill passed on a partisan vote. The House has also approved a bill allowing people to sue their city or county government if it imposes any sort of ordinance, regulation, rule, or even an unwritten policy regarding firearms or ammunition. Representative Stan McLean says the state has already preempted local governments from passing gun laws, and this puts some teeth into that law.
9: In the United States Constitution, it says that the right to carry arms should not be abridged. That, so we should make no, no rules governing that. However, in the Florida Constitution, it does say that we have a right to uh, make laws where people can carry their weapons and how they can carry them and those types of things. And so that, that authority was given to the state legislature. We see, we've seen around the country where cities have enacted strict gun laws and yet violence continues. So I believe that when we're looking at this, when we think about this, it is our it is our it is our responsibility to make sure that we do what is our constitutional duty and also to create a uniform set. If we're going to do anything, it would be a uniform set so that so that in any community that you go to or any county that you go to, those those rules would all be the same. Otherwise, you you may be able to carry in one community and not in another. And you're going to get there and you're going to get arrested for something that you didn't even know that you weren't allowed to do.
0: Preemption means the legislature is the only group in Florida that can pass gun laws. But Representative Yvonne Hinson of Gainesville says they're not doing a thing to stop the carnage.
4: Every day, more than 100 Americans are killed with guns and hundreds more wounded. 2020 saw more gun deaths in the U.S. than any year in the last two decades. Even the pandemic couldn't stop it. 19,379 deaths 611 were mass shootings. And all you gun lovers have is thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. This is senseless. And you who claim to love life, all you've got is thoughts and prayers. You who control the agenda of the Florida legislature, the budget of the state, and all its rules and laws. All you've got is thoughts and prayers. Now your bill preempts any county, agency, municipality, or organization from doing anything, anything about this. I don't get it. How many more people have to die to wake you up? I feel like I am sitting in a game of thrones. When will you all wake up? We can't possibly be this different. If we are, God help us all.
0: The only time the Florida legislature did something about guns was immediately after the massacre at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. But Representative Omari Hardy says lawmakers did the exact opposite of what the survivors wanted by voting to arm teachers and other school personnel.
6: Our record on this topic is shamefully, uniquely bad. People have died because we didn't do our jobs. But worse than that, this body has decided to prevent local elected officials from doing their jobs. And so not only have people lost their lives because we couldn't step up to the plate, but we are restraining locally elected officials who know their communities. We got 26 people of color a day dying in this country due to gun violence. This piece of legislation, far from solving a problem, creates more problems. It restrains even more the ability of local government to address this epidemic that is killing people in
0: communities across this state and across the country. But Representative Cord Byrd says cities and counties don't have any authority unless the legislature gives it to them. And this bill will make them pay if they thumb their noses at Tallahassee again. The Florida Constitution confers exclusively
10: upon the Florida legislature the power to abrogate common law and restrict local government power. The Florida legislature can abolish counties by general law. Municipalities exist only by virtue of general law. Local governments are subject to legislative regulation, including the legislature's superior right to abolish and change the subordinate entities themselves. Taken together, Florida's constitution and statutes limit counties and municipalities powers over self-government by requiring consistency with legislatively enacted general and special laws. The reason those additional penalties were put in place is because after the legislature passed the law in 1987, Local governments thumbed their nose at this body, thumbed the nose at the legislature, and said, we do not care, and we will continue to regulate firearms because there are no penalties. That is why those penalty provisions were put in um, in 2011. We're dealing with a fundamental constitutional right. As much as you do not like it, when you stood at the front of this chamber and took an oath to support and defend the Constitution, that meant all of it, including the Second Amendment. It is a fundamental constitutional
0: right that we are discussing and that we are protecting. The gun preemption bill passed on a partisan vote, 78 to 39. Like a zombie rising from the grave, a bill to ban transgender athletes from high school and college sports has emerged in the Florida House. LGBTQ advocates thought this bill had died two weeks ago in the Senate. But the House sponsor, Representative Kaylee Tuck of Lake Placid, brought it back as an amendment to a charter school bill in hopes of forcing a Senate vote. Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith of Orlando was furious.
1: I was not expecting that we were going to do this all over again. So for the folks in this room who are angry and annoyed, look in the mirror. You've brought this amendment back and we're trying to protect children. We are told by the amendment sponsor that the underlying amendment is a compromise. It's a compromise we're told because we are no longer inspecting the genitals of children in our schools. It's a compromise. We're compromising with you. Won't you work with us? We've decided that the idea of inspecting children's genitals to verify their gender identity probably wasn't a good idea. So don't you want to support the bill now? Members, not inspecting children's genitals is not a compromise. The idea that we were doing it in the first place is absolutely insane. And people should be ashamed of themselves. I'm not any less ashamed because we're not inspecting children's genitals. I'm ashamed at what
0: we are going to be doing to these kids. The amendment banning transgender athletes was added to the charter school bill. Now it's up to the Senate to decide if they'll go along. Donald Trump got plenty of mentions as the House approved the bill to crack down on social media platforms that gave him the boot. Senate Bill 7072 makes it illegal for a social media platform to knowingly deplatform a candidate. Representative Spencer Roach says conservative voices are being censored by big tech, and it's taking away their freedom. This is about protecting our constituents
1: and our citizens and ensuring that they are not censored or canceled and they can exercise their free speech rights. The federal government has refused to act, and I think it's imperative that we must and one of the things that this bill may do is it may push this issue. Yes, this bill is going to be challenged in court, no doubt. This may get elevated to the Supreme Court. This may be the impetus that forces the U.S. Supreme Court to make a decision and Congress to act, and I think that's our, that's our job here. It's not to shy away from these issues because the federal government has refused to act, but we should act, and if necessary, force them to act. So again, I just wanna say this is not about protecting these corporations from citizens. This is about empowering citizens to protect themselves from
0: entities that are acting as a de facto government. Representative Dan Daly of Miami-Dade says this has nothing to do with freedom of speech. He says it's about the right to lie and mislead the public. Here
5: we sit, spending time, money and effort, punishing a private entity because a former president couldn't follow social media policies. There's no First Amendment right in that space. He couldn't follow the policies. The former president misled and lied about a free and fair election. And by the way, members, I take the word lied, like so many, very seriously. In pre-Trump era, there were so many norms that that even politicians respected. You never said your opponent lied. Politicians would do word gymnastics to avoid calling their opponent a liar. But what you've seen, like so many other traditional norms, is the shattering of that norm post-President Trump. If you declare members, a free and fair election stolen, I'm sorry, you should be deplatformed. If you talk about gross voter fraud, which by the way, there's no record of, you should be deplatformed. If you post and host a panel of experts who question the legitimacy uh, and call into question COVID and the 500,000 people who have died as a result, in this very building, you should be deplatformed. President Trump is the former president for a reason. We don't need to spend time coddling him and his ego just because he lives here
0: part-time. By the way, luckily, I've heard he's moving to New Jersey, at least for the summer. From a legal standpoint, the freedom of speech in the First Amendment only applies to government, not business. But Representative Thad Altman of India Lattic says social media has so much influence now they need to face the same sort of limitations. Members,
5: I'm mad. I urge you to stand up against this totalitarian view against our First Amendment. If you vote against this bill, you're voting against freedom of speech. You're voting against equal protection. You're voting for censorship. The World Wide Web is like a highway. Our government created that through a lot of investment and great scientific research by DARPA, by other major, major high-tech think tanks. This is our open web, and we have evil people trying to silence our voice, just about as un-American as as you can possibly be. This is a great bill. Stand up for freedom. Stand up for equal protection. Stand up for our First Amendment.
0: So many people have fought and died for this basic American premise. Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith says there is a way to fix this without passing a law, but it requires honesty from people who post on social media. There's already a solution to
1: de-platforming candidates on social media. Stop trafficking in conspiracy theories. That's the solution. Stop pushing misinformation if you're a candidate or an incumbent elected official. Stop retweeting QAnon. Stop lying on social media. That is the solution to the deplatforming of candidates and incumbent office holders. Stop inciting insurrection against our republic. We're hearing this bill. Because Twitter finally deplatformed former President Trump after five people were killed in an insurrection that he incited at the US Capitol. The consequences of deplatforming former President Trump, well, we haven't heard from him in a while. And I think that that's a good thing for Florida. It's a good thing to help heal this nation. And if Twitter, would have deplatformed former President Trump earlier, we might not even be hearing this elections bill later today on special order because we wouldn't have been subjected to so much lies and misinformation about
0: voter fraud. But Representative Anthony Sabatini of Howie in the Hills says we need this new law because big tech has gone rogue. The five big tech companies in
7: this country are an existential threat to our Republican form of government. They played an unprecedented level of interference in our last election and will continue to do so going forward. We all remember the New York Post Hunter Biden story, America's oldest newspaper. They literally suppressed a story. Something that would have actually really affected the election was actually suppressed. This bill is going to fix that. This is a modest first step. And what's going to be a very long problem-solving period in this, in this country's history.
0: So the culture wars continue, and we all have a front row seat. calendar of events. The Senate Democratic Caucus meets at 9. The Alzheimer's Disease Advisory Committee meets online at 10. The Senate holds a floor session at 10. The House holds a floor session at 10.30. The Florida Supreme Court releases opinions at 11. At 3, the director of the cannabis program at the Florida Department of Agriculture takes part in a conference call to discuss issues in the hemp industry. Today is also the deadline for the governor to take action on a bill that changes the right to farm law to expand legal protections for farmers. The bill would also limit lawsuits over the potential health impacts of burning sugarcane. And finally today, a Florida man is accused of carjacking his own ride. Tallahassee police say 21-year-old Jamari Adams pointed a gun at the head of the man who was repossessing his vehicle. While the tow truck driver was calling 911, Adams backed the Nissan off the truck and drove away, which frankly was pretty impressive because the car had been suspended three feet in the air. He's charged with armed carjacking, possession of marijuana, and leaving the scene of a crash.